believe in the Lord Jesus Christ has saved us. He said, a short time ago, they asked us to form some teams for baseballs. And he said, we formed one, and we were Christians. He said, and then different people come up to fight us, and it's baseball. He said, and we lost every game. We lost every game. He says, but then someone says, well, you can't expect them to win. They won't fight you. They're Christians, you know. That made them mad. And I hope I make you mad tonight. Yes, amen. It made them mad yes. to think we're Christians going to go and win. He says, we're determined. He says, we told God about it. He says, and we went, and we've never lost a game since. He says, and when I've done this famous game today, I should be out on the street there winning souls to God. Come and see us if you like. Onward, Christian soldiers. Quit yourselves like men. As a brother years ago, he said to me, and there's minister of the gospel, he said, in my office, he says, it's all right, Henry, you're talking about this, that, and the other, one thing, and another. He says, but do you know, you hate me, the nation of you hate me. I said, you blooming great big baby. Get on your knees and ask God to, to, to forgive you for being hurt like that. You, you're a man of God. You're a minister. You expect us some blows. Grip yourself like a man. You go on his knees and I pray for him. Easily hurt. We're not, brother. We're in a fight. Yes. Brother says we're in a fight. It's hard hell or heaven. Oh, God help me. Thank you, When it cost God his only begotten son to save our souls, he couldn't give any more give of his best. And you've got to do the same. Do you know people are going to hell now? They don't know Jesus as a saviour. They won't be talking. Oh, God help me. Oh, Lord. Oh, God, in this meeting, raise up men and women with backbone, Holy Ghost men who will stand and stand and stand again to declare the glory of God. Don't you think when you get right, we've got everybody be with you. They'll fight me left, right and centre, and they do today. But I was determined I found something real. And the secret is in finding something real in the first place. You can't do it with your own will and your own determination. You have to receive the power from an eye. You can perhaps have a little bit of fluttering in, a bit of excitement. That's not sufficient. You need to be baptized with the Holy Ghost and fire. Yes, Lord. Oh, God, give me a big dose of it tonight. God, fill every vessel here tonight. We baptize him with the Holy Ghost and power. Oh. You remember what Jesus said? He says, tarry in Jerusalem till you receive power. You know what happened to Peter? He was up and down like playing snakes and ladders, in and out, in and out. And when he saw Jesus going to be crucified, he told him, God, he was with him all the way, but he wasn't. And then he went, he was so mad when they took Jesus, he got in his name and stripped his tub straight off. He meant to split him down the centre. He was so mad and wounded Jesus. He mad about it. I'm glad he got some temper, and it's good to have a temper. But I tell you what, Jesus picks his ear up and pulls it on again. That's what Jesus does. It was a different spirit. You won't do that when you've got the Holy Ghost spirit. You'll do it in a different way. But listen, when Peter got the glory, he never went back. 
and when you've got a good dose of this, you'll never go back. You not care what anybody says to you? You know. Do you know, Henry Stapleton, Paul Long's got to give an account what I've done with this thing, what God given to me, yes. and you have as well. Yes. You have, Freddie, and Albert Chapman, and him. Our loved ones, our sweethearts, my pals. Oh, God. Oh, God, give me a burden for souls. Where are the men today who will fight and fight and fight again? That old lady who built this chapel, scrubbing at the old washtub to build this chapel. They'd got something in them days, you know. Where are the people that are sacrificed today? I mean, outside of ordinary meetings. We need to do it. Let's lay our lives on the altar, brother. Come on, brother. Come on, sister. Well, thank God, thank God this has given me a bonus life so that I can talk to you a little bit longer. It's better for me to stop here than to go to glory, and I'm not going yet either. And what I've got, I'm going to tell you. I want you all to be in glory. Oh, Father, in the name of Jesus, wake every brother and sister up in this meeting to their tremendous responsibility. In the name of Jesus. Will you, will you put your hands on one another, brothers and sisters, right now? Everybody touching one another. Now look here. Come on, examine yourself. And if you're not in the place, ask God to bring you to that place now. Make a full surrender to God in 98, 1981. It's either now or never. Come back again into your first love. Be restored, be blessed. God restore the years of locusts of eaten. Come in, brother. Come in, my sister. Be filled with the Spirit. Repent of your sins. Get right with God. It's later to your things. Oh, God, move on every heart now. tonight. I do thank him tonight, bless him, that I heard the Rivali call, bless him. I'm glad he started to touch me again in yes. body, soul and spirit. I'm glad he's reviving in me and he's giving me a new vision of things that are to come. You know, I do feel tonight that this spirit of the living God, he just wants to bring forth this man-child. Oh, bless you, Jesus. He just wants to, you can hear the cry of God's heart, as it were. You know, it's so easy to, to become disillusioned and, and, you know, rather to listen to the lies of the devil rather than to listen to the spirit of the living God. But I thank God, you know, that I was determined on New Year's Eve that I wasn't going to be the same in 1981. God had blessed us in 1980, but I wanted something new from God. And I don't know how he's done it, but I can feel that something's happening. Yes. 
And God keeps, you know, I was reading my Bible at work last night and it was becoming alive to me. It was such a blessing to me. I was seeing things that I'd never seen before. But you know, there's some wonderful truths in the realms of the Spirit. God is telling us, you know, He's telling us on every hand and yet we can't see it. Henry has just been talking about what is happening in the factories and in this land of ours, our communists is taking over, but you know, you can't blame the communists. You can't blame the communists. They're alive. They're alive to their gospel. And those of you that belong to trade unions and ever go along to trade union meetings, you notice all the men who give up their armchairs and they give up the money, they give up the time. You never find them wasting the time. They're always there. The same men. Always there in the, in the union meetings. While all the people, uh, the rest of the people in Leyland who we call the moderates, they're sat at home. They, they're enjoying the cars that British Leyland has given them. They're running about to the seaside and they're sitting at home watching the big colour televisions and in the, filling the bars and drinking the beer and they're singing the song. But not the communists. The communists have got a gospel that they're going to preach. And they're preaching their gospel. They're men who are determined that to bring down governments, to bring down anything, to bring forth, the, the, to bring forth what their man-child, to bring forth their truth and their gospel. People, because when I used to, the, the management had come to me and, and say, you know, we've got a group of workers there who are just idle, they don't want to work. And the proof to me that they didn't, and I'd go back to the same people and say, the trouble is that you won't work, you don't want to work. They thought a shop steward was a man who was going to listen to all their grievances, you see, and go tittle-tattling and then run to the, to the manager and say, right, we're stopping work at 12 o'clock, we're going to... But you know, it doesn't work like that. My job, the one I work at, is my bread and butter. It feeds me and it feeds my family. But the communists was always there and I never condemned them. Never condemned them. Because you know, very often I was the only moderate, I was, I was termed the moderate and I was the only one in the meeting that wasn't a communist. There was all there spreading their gospel. But you know, God is, is moving, wants us to move in our spiritual experience the same as they are in theirs to bring this gospel of Jesus Christ to them that are lost. To realise that what we have is precious in the sight of God and to them that are lost. To speak the truth in all its fullness matters not what price we pay. You know, we have a gospel that's wonderful. Henry was speaking the other night about going into churches and putting your, 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 yourself into places where they're ministering a word to us that is of no effect. Now look at it in this light, this is the way I can see it is. That you can belong, you can be in a place where you're, listen, where you're having Bible studies and listening to the, yes. to, to the Bible, and it can all be truth. You can go back to your assembly and be told that come in here, it's done you no good at all because we're not ministering the word and we haven't any truth. But listen, I'll tell you some truth, I'll tell you a true story, and I'll tell you a story I don't know whether it's true or not. One was of a man who went up in an hot air balloon. There's a lot of them about. But he went up in an hot air balloon and all of a sudden it, 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 he had a, a, a failure in his mechanism and, and he lost the heat and down came the balloon. 
And in the proceeds of coming down so fast, all his maps and his compass and everything was swept overboard. He'd lost everything. The next thing he found, he came down with a tremendous wallop in the middle of a field. And as he stood in the basket, sort of wiping his eyes and wondering where he was, he saw a man running towards him as fast as he could. So he just stood in the basket and he, as soon as the man got up to him, he said, Please, friend, tell me where I am. Why, he says, you're standing in the basket in the middle of a field. Well, he says, do you know, friend? He says, you must be an accountant. Well, bless me, he says. How did you know I was an accountant? He says, because everything you've just told me is absolutely true, but it's no blessed good to me. Can you see that it can be like this, that we can, we can take truth from the word of God and give it, but it's no good to them. Because it's not reaching, it's not setting them free, it's not doing any good at all. And I learned that some years ago. I don't know whether Henry will ever remember this, but when I first came the glory way, one well, the first places I ever went with Henry was to Wales. Oh, That's right. <laughs> and it, we'd had a Saturday meeting, and it was a beautiful, sunny Sunday morning, and Henry and I decided we'd go for a little walk. And in them days, I used to know my Bible so well, I've, I forgot a lot of it now, and I'm glad I have, because the way I used to use it was no good at all. <laughs> and in some of my old Bibles, you'll, you'll find written inside the pages is, is various scriptures. There wasn't there to be a blessing to me, but there was there ready to slay somebody. Oh. And I don't know if you remember this woman coming to us, Henry. And she stopped us on the street, and she was from some religious organisation. I'm not going to tell you what it was. But anyway, she got something about her because she went out with the gospel anyway, but she stopped us on the street. And she, she didn't know who we were, but she stopped us and she said, I'd like to have a talk to you two gentlemen. And so we started, we said, yes, what would you like? She said, I want to tell you something that's wonderful, something that's good. She said, I'm going to tell you a little story from the Bible. And so she said, now, she said, the Bible tells us of a story of Jesus and of three wise men and these three wise men and that got me going straight away I thought you wait a minute I'll give you three wise men my Bible doesn't mention three wise men at all I know when I was bubbling inside you know to get going at it and all my scriptures was coming up you you wait a minute the last I'm going to give you it in a minute and she says now there was gold and there was frankincense and there was me now I'm going to explain to you where these men came from according to the gifts that they carried well she went on and on about it and in the end i had to get in i said oh wait a minute i said now let's have this right first of all the bible doesn't say that there was three wise men oh and i was just going to chop her legs off and everything that she possessed and then stepped in praise the lord he could see that i wasn't going to do any good and she wasn't doing any good but you see he'd got something that i hadn't got and he stepped in and he said, wait a minute, my duck. Wait a minute, he said. Now, do you know, he says, that little story you've told us is lovely. And he said, I bet over the past year, he said, you've told a lot of people that story. She said, yes, yes, as a matter of fact, I have. Well, he said, now tell me something. He said, when you've been telling this story, how many people have turned to Jesus? How many people have you seen really born again? 
Can you tell me how many times this story has brought people into deliverance? And she looked at him and she said, well, really, she said, I, I, I can't ever remember it doing anything. He said, no, my duck, and it never will, but I'll tell you a better way. And he told her about the love of God. And I remember her standing there and she let Henry pray for her as he put his arms around her and loved her and told her of a wonderful gospel that could set her free. And I remember her last words to us was, you know, she said, you've told me a wonderful truth today. And she says, I accept that that was from God. Can you see the difference in the gospels and in the truth, how we can speak the truth and do nobody any good, but yet we have the words of life that will bring men and women unto Jesus. Bless the Lord. And this is the truth that we want. Not the truth that tells a man, yes, he stood in the basket in the middle of a field. I mean, he could have stood there for the rest of his life. It needed somebody to tell him exactly how to get home again. That's all. Now, I know the Spirit of God has been working a lot more people in this meeting, and we want to have some spontaneous quick testimonies. And I can't God's working on your heart, isn't it? Come on, my darling, let's have something from you, sweetheart. I'm thrilled about it, I really am. And, and you see, I, I covet, I covet, I covet people to grow. I covet them. Just to live a normal life, it bothers me. They're not getting the right food, something's wrong somewhere. Well, anyway, there's a breaking out on you, Duck, and I'm pleased about it. I've been concerned about you, and you may not know it, but my heart's been aching for you. I am for all, all the young folk, and I'm like, I really am. I really am. I cry about them and do all sorts of things, but I really am, I feel it here. And I'm so pleased you blessed me when you come and tell me today, and I'll end up, be free, sweetheart. Well, I just don't know where to start. You know, the Lord's so wonderful, what he's done for me, you know, and this new quickening that he's given me, it's, it's, like, a, it's like being born again again. It's really wonderful, you know. Um, all the time I've been saved, you know, I've had such a desire to go on with God, you know. And sometimes it's the only thing I've ever had. I've had no feeling, little faith, but it's, I've had a desire right within me to, to go on, no matter what, you know. And um, there's so many little things that have he's shown me in the last few weeks, you know, particularly in the last weekend and all the meetings we've had. And it's difficult to put them together just to say them because they're all sort of little bits and pieces, but I will try, you know. Uh, I was reading... Isaiah 61 and um, the first the first line is just wonderful it says um, the spirit of the Lord God is upon Karen mm -hmm. and you know uh, Henry told me to put my name there you know and it's it's true and I often wonder well how would this spirit show itself in my life you know I just didn't know exactly what would happen I, I couldn't see any fruit I couldn't see anything happening and you know it's shown me that it's in my ordinary everyday life you know, with my family, it's shown me that where to keep quiet and where to say something, you know, and that's the spirit. It's prompting you to do something or prompting you to have wisdom, you know. And it's so wonderful that it's just given me this. I haven't had to strive for it, you know. Another thing that's concerned me in meetings, you know, if ever there's been time, then uh, there's an opportunity to be prayed for, or if there's any, any tears, it's me that's crying them, you know. And I used to think, oh, it's always me that needs prayer, it's always me that's crying and, you know, weeping and wailing after the Lord. But, you know, I'm glad now, I'm glad it's that way because it's the desire to be right and the desire to go onward and to go upward, you know, because it just, 
I'm sure that he just wants us all to enter in that just a little bit more, you know. And I felt such a love for everybody. Tonight it's been marvellous, you know. I just wanted to have big arms to put around everybody because it's so wonderful. And, you know, it's just given me this love and concern. I just want it to be manifest in all parts of my life. And I just praise him because he's wonderful. Hallelujah. Bless you, Karen. That's wonderful. Bless you, darling. Oh, it does me good. We must have this growth. It ever so serious promises. We must have the growth, and that's a relief to me because things can go so normal, and this is apathy sets in. But I'll tell you, this thing's real. Like that man was told you playing the baseball. The man said to him, he said, oh, he said, well, you're so rough in your game, you're really good for it. He says, of course I am. I've got to win. We don't play about this. You know, there's so many sisters and mamby pambas in the gospel. Goody goody folk. I wish it was a bit bad at times. I really wish they were. They're getting mad with each other selves. They're waking up. Hallelujah. We are the five brothers and sisters. And it's a good one. I love to see wrestling. It'll be good. I'm always wrestling in the spirit. Always. I'm excited about it too. Oh, don't go the way of the mill. Let God fill you with the spirit. You're getting so much from God, aren't you, my dog? Well, I, um, <laughs> I can't, can't get started. <laughs> uh, well, I, I'd just like to tell you I love Jesus and uh, I'm in love with him, you know, really deeply in love with him. And I've been saved about 18 months now. And I used to come here about a year ago, you know, and well, I've not been for a long time. And I've been through a bit of a rough time since I got saved. It's been a hard slog like for me. But it's, I've been on the mountain top and I've been to the lowest places. Snakes and ladders, yes. Yeah, but. <laughs> <laughs> but through it all, all, my heart's desire is that I'll just desire Him. I just want to desire Him only, because that's all I want, just more of Jesus. And I just keep reaching out and I just want to find Him more and more. You know, I just want Him more and more every day. I just love Him. And, well, what He's taught me is just. He sort of just, he woos me just to run after him and to love him. And uh, that's all I want to do. I, I'm just falling more in love with him every day, like, I just... Well, that's um, sufficient. Uh, you keep coming along here, my duck, and we won't be able to hold you down. Amen. Now, it's true, <laughs> because it says this is only an upper room place. This is, that's all it's for, it is now. Not chapel, it's upper room. <laughs> when we get filled with the glory of God, then you take it to the world. That's all it is. That's all it ever will be while I'm alive, up a room. Get filled with the glory of God, Jesus is towering Jerusalem. If you say you said towering the chapel, but that would be Jerusalem there. Towering the chapel to receive power. And you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Now what the church needs is power! 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 Don't play about, brothers and sisters. You can know all the Bible and not work with you. Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. It's power. Amen. Power. <laughs> and if you can have a go, and listen, if these lads don't get something real and don't enjoy it, they can't go on. You can't live without the power, and neither can Henry. I tell you, when I'm away and miss a meeting, I, I miss something. I do, I'm myself, because I miss the fellowship of what comes down. I do, I do, it makes a difference. So keep coming, Paul, will you? Amen. Yeah. And you'll work for God then. Blessed Lord, give us such a mighty anointing. He'll never be the same again. For Jesus' sake, amen. Well, just let you sing, brothers and sisters. Just praise the Lord now.
because he's a real God, he's, he's a true God, and he's not just something that, he's not just something that's made up, he's true and real, and he can, he can do something for you, brothers and sisters, just praise him, and just give him all the glory, because he deserves every bit of it, brothers and sisters, oh, don't hold back, just give yourself to the Lord, just let him have all the glory, oh, praise the Lord. And he is wonderful, isn't he, brothers and sisters? He's been showing me recently to just let myself go. Because I've been, he's given me the power, and I've got it there, but I've just got to use it. I've got to make that move to use it. And over these last few days, he's been showing me, and I've been able to use that power. And I've just been able to let myself go to the Lord. But I just want to ask you, if I start back at work on Monday, and that's the hardest part for me, being with the world back at work. Because... I work down, I work down pit and it's an hard job and you get really close to people, you know, you get, because you have to be close because it's, you know, because of the situation you're in and everything and it's really hard for me to, you know, I want to give the gospel to them and I want to set them free from what, some bondage that they're in but in a way I just can't seem to do it because I'm frightened, you know, what they'll think. Because they don't, they don't really mock me very much for being a Christian, they do, you know, sometimes. But I just, I just want the Lord to really just give me that freedom at work so I can just tell people about him, tell him of his love, because he's wonderful, God. And he loves every one of us. And I just praise him tonight that he died for us on that cross. Oh, Jesus. Bless you, my That's a good start, isn't it? Give him a clap. What's your picture name? God's got a wonderful name, hasn't it? It's Paul, here. You don't know what potential is in every one of us. If we give our heart to God, this is an exciting road. It is. When Jesus says you receive power, you receive power. You have what your believing is. I'm a man of God. I'm a man of faith and power. All those who believe they are, put their hands up. Amen. I'm a man of faith and power. Man of God. I had faith to get saved. I had power when I received it from the Spirit. I had faith and power. Confess it, brothers and sisters. And you have said, like Billy Morrison, I've been born again again. Billy, we're having more chaps like you. We want them, brothers and sisters, when you've entered into the real thing. Make them excited. Now just be free. Don't talk like you've always talked. We want something different. We want something that's happening today. Can you see? And she's got some lovely eyes. <laughs> Can't you tell the difference when people are born again? It's the first thing God does with a person when you're born again. Takes them into the beauty part and make them look beautiful. <laughs> 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 Give me another clap, come on. Well, although I've been saved about six years, it's only been this past year that God's really shown me the extent of his love for me and his power. Because before I just didn't realise how close he could be to me, how close a friend he could be, and who could do wonderful things through me. And recently I've just met a lot of Christian friends and brothers and sisters. And it's through them and it's through these wonderful meetings like these that God's shown me how much, what plan he's got for me and what he wants me to do in the world. That's right. 
because he's got a plan for all of us and he's just going to use it and I just hope this will just bring other people to Christ through me and just use me for his plan. I'd just like to thank God that he saved me and I've been saved about two years now but just lately I've been really far away from God I've not been able to read my Bible or pray and I've had no feelings at all but the other day when I came here I really felt very close to God and about a week ago Christmas Eve we had a party but it turned into a meeting and about five of us were really praising God and I just want to praise God now that he brought me back there and he brought me really close to him. I just want to praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for what you've done for my people. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, give us such a mighty mountain now. Oh, give us such a mighty mountain now. Uh, what Karen said, it really blessed me tonight. You know, I, I really witnessed with the Spirit because it seems as if she said what I'd been going through. You know, it seems as if there's been times when there is no feeling and we don't, we don't know where we are somehow. It doesn't, yes. you know, it, someone keeps telling you you're saved and then something else says you're not. And, and you, <laughs> you know, you feel as if you're torn in two. And it's, you know, it is an awkward. You know, you don't know where you are with it somehow. But I thank God that. There is that place where, you know, he brings you to, that you can come and as you start to praise the Lord, you know, he reveals himself to you in a new way. And, you know, as you worship the Lord more, it seems as if he fills you more. And, um, you know, I was saying today about this, this walk in the Spirit. I know I thank the Lord for, for this walk. You know, sometimes we walk going in this Christian lives and it seems as if we're walking in the flesh and we don't realise it. And that there's something awakens within us, and, and we're so God conscious. And you know, I thank God for this reawakening within us. You know, and we can feel that the presence of God. And, you know, it's it's so marvelous to to have a friend. You know, in, in every circumstance. You know, when you're on your own, and, and the, when it's morning, night, and noon, it doesn't matter. And He's always there. He's there all the time. And you know, I just thank Him that I've got a friend like Jesus. Well, it's lovely, don't thank you so much. Thank you. Doesn't say a lot, but it's very real man of God, is it? You don't know what to say now, it's alright. It's alright. Well, um, I've been saved about nine and a half years, and and I've had my moments of disappointments, and um, like um, like eating like eating me dad. Now, there's no one, no worse than me for hating my dad. 
I could really, you know, wring his neck. And, but you know, when, when God comes in, you can, I know, it just, it, it just, you know, it just fills your love, you know, towards, towards your dad, you know, and where one day in, in, in the town I live at Louth, where I was just going home and it was just like a brick wall was saying, stop, turn around and go and find your dad. So all through the Salvation Army, I found my dad. Within a month, they found him for me. And you know, as soon as he knocked on that door, and there I saw him there, I just absolutely just broke down and cried, and you know, and it was, it was marvelous, ah. really marvelous. Ah. It's fantastic. It's fantastic what God can do for you. It really is. Well, Henry, well, you know, uh, Dad and I were talking on the way back, and uh, I was saying, you know, that I really witnessed with what he was saying because, you know, I've, I've been thinking the same things. And when he was on about useless information, uh, I'd looked in the paper the other day and it was on about a TV programme called uh, The Hen, The Egg and The Molecule or something. And I thought, oh no, not another thing where they're going off and I didn't want to watch it, you know, I made sure I didn't see it. I thought, what a load of rubbish, you know, I thought, we know there's a, there's a chicken and we know there's an egg and they're of use to us, but so what? I mean, which came first? I kept thinking to myself, I thought, well, it doesn't matter, does it? <laughs> you know, you can can be in places and uh, people can say things or you can hear things and they're trying to tell you things but it's got no bearing on your life whatsoever and it's of no use and I was just saying to dad I said some people they're telling you things I says and I just shut myself off I says it's just as though it's got nothing to do with me at all I says because unless something is going to benefit me then I don't want to know about it. I says, what's the point? I says, the other day in work, the girls were on about uh, spiritualism, uh, mediums, things like this that are supposed to talk to dead spirits. And one of the girls says, oh, it's marvellous, it's marvellous. Do you know that one of them got in touch with, it was one of the old carry-on men, a TV star, and he, and he said that Hattie Jakes, would, he would see Hattie Jakes soon in the set, soon after she died. And I says, well, so what? I says, it, it might be true. I says, but what's the point of knowing that something's going to happen if you can't do anything about it? I says, what's the point? They were going on about how marvellous it was. I says, well, I says, unless something is going to benefit me by knowing, I says, then I'd, ra I'd rather not bother. I says, it's a waste of time. So they shut up, but you know, uh, yesterday I was watching a film, um, Scrooge. And you know, it's funny, isn't it, how the Lord can bring things to you to bless you, but 
I was watching this film Scrooge, and I suppose you all know the story, but as one of the spirits, I think it was of, of Christmas to come, was speaking to him, he kept covering his head and he said, I don't want to know, I don't want to see. Why are you telling me these things? It was upsetting his little life, as it were. So why are you telling me these things? I'm too old to change, I'm too set in my ways, I don't want to change. And he showed him what was to come if he didn't mend his ways. And he, and he said to the spirit, he says, are you showing me these things that must happen, or these things that will happen if I don't change my ways? And, and he did change his ways, and he was so happy, and I was laughing with him as he was laughing, and he was, he was laughing and making amends and, and loving people, and I thought, that's just what it's like when you get saved. Uh, when you get born again, that's just what it's like. And I thought, you know, when we're here every week, aren't we? And we're putting over a gospel and we're, we're telling people, more or less plainly, that if they don't turn away from the wicked ways, that they will die. But there's something you can do about it. So there's point in it. There's, and it's of relevance to people that it's true, if you, if you carry on in sin, yeah. you will die. But yeah. you know, he's, he's facing, he was laughing and he says, I've no right to feel so happy. And he was laughing and, and giggling and going to and loving people and making amends. And this is, it's just what it's like when you get saved. Nothing's really changed, but you change inside and you begin to get excited and you want to love people. You want to put things yeah. that you want to be, you want to be right. And you know, that, that, that story, that film, it, it blessed me. It really blessed me because I, I saw a truth in it, hidden deep down inside, a real spiritual truth. You know, the, you know that this gospel, it's, it's, it's relevant because you, it's showing you something that you can do about it and save your life. Lord. Praise the Lord. Bless you, darling. This lady, by the way, is an holy roller. <laughs> Yes. You've heard about years ago been on the rollers. She's one of the girls who had a holy roll that clacked her on the scene. <laughs> she was on the floor there, there were people on the floor all over the place. By the way, if you've never been to a glory holiday meeting, you're missing something. Because it goes on night after night and all sorts of things happen. But happened to her there and was rolling all over. But this particular lady, she was down on the end, she rolled over and over and over and over. And touched the end, she went over and over and over and over. Oh, no, no. There used to be only rollers in the olden days, <laughs> on the back of them now. And she's never been the same since. <laughs> I hope all when you come to Clacton or come to the lowest stuff, you get all the rolling. We need it. Lost in the spirit, no use for John Lakes. So she's all right, but we all need to be flat out in the spirit, lost in the wrong place. Amen. Now, my old darling. The thing was. She's such a sedate lady, you know. He says, all right, isn't it? The thing was, you know, my mother, when she was alive, bless her, she used to warn me about these people that worn, that uh, rolled on the floor. <laughs> she she reminded me of a Pentecostal meeting place in Hull years ago when she was young. And she said to me, you want to be one of those people that roll on the floor? <laughs> and of course it grew up with me. And I always said, well, I would never roll on the <laughs> and I used to think of my mother, you know, because she died very young. But however, bless the Lord, it was the best place I could have been in. <laughs> and I really mean that. And uh, somebody was talking to me about uh, rolling on the floor. So I said, well, I said, shall I tell you something? 
I said, it was a, I've been reading about Paul, and I said, I discovered that that was the place where Jesus put Paul on the floor. And I said, uh, he got up a new man who was glad to say, what do you want me to do, Lord? And I thank God because since then, I've been able to say, Lord, what do you want me to do? In fact, it is sending me out before I ask him sometimes. And bless the Lord, he's made a great difference in my life. A real place of humiliation. And I was able to speak to a Christian uh, pastor's wife, uh, uh, a pastor's wife who was a Christian, and uh, she was talking about this rolling on the floor. So I said, let me tell you, it's the best place to be in. Yeah. And I said, it's a place of humiliation. And I said, and I proved it. I said, because I've been studying about Paul. And I said, I've had a close look. In fact, I've had my eyes nearly glued to Paul's uh, salvation. The, oh, he was such a pompous fellow and so intelligent and full of doctrine. And he was going to slay and persecute all those that were following Christ and he was he, he was uh, there wasn't he with yes. Stephen and he, he even took Stephen's clothes and he, he, he saw him stoned but bless the Lord it was after that if I'm right it was after that that Jesus got hold of him and he says now then I can just imagine Jesus and he, he gets hold of Paul and what? Whoa, down he went. Bless the Lord. Bless the Oh, and I'm glad because. <laughs> down he went. And you know, he lost his sight for three days. And the poor man that Jesus sent. Ananias wasn't it? I'm having to think as I go on. It was Ananias. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> Jesus sent him to Saul, who was blind, and said, in fear and trembling, because Ananias was scared of him, even though uh, Jesus had sent him. And uh, Ananias said, Brother Saul, Oh, in fear and trembling. The Lord has sent me uh, uh, to anoint you that you might uh, receive your sight. And uh, uh, all was peaceful. Saul never attacked him. <laughs> Saul never attacked him. The power of God had moved. Hallelujah. The power of God had moved in his life. And uh, he received his sight. But my word, didn't Paul get on after that? He stood there on Mars Hill. And he, 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 he stood there on Mars Hill. And he, there's, a, there's, there's lots of it in the, in the New Testament. If you read about soul salvation and then go on until it is really testified uh, to the saving and keeping power of Jesus Christ. And I tell you that that's just what God has done for me. And you know, I was saved when I was really seven, but I didn't understand. But I saw, I saw Jesus in people's faces. And I felt the love 
in the ministry when there's a girl of seven when they were giving the bread and the wine I thought what a lovely thing to be doing I want to grow up like you and then at the age of 14 I was converted in the Salvation Army and God did a real convert in my life I, I, I thank God I never slipped back Henry I, I pushed forward and I wanted to witness for Jesus then baptized in the Holy Ghost when I was 16 years of age and I remember I was looking after a dear old lady that was uh, I had a, I was in a shop really managing a little shop but a friend said to me will you please give up that work and go to a, a lady I know who's in a wheelchair and uh, look after her I said all right I will and I did and thank God that was my first convert I went to this lady's house and, and brother Henry tonight mentioned George Jeffries and I took her to one of George Jeffries meetings and then a, 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 a few days after that, she said, uh, I've been round the village out of the chair. I'd let, but, but a little while after, uh, I saw her converted with a Bible and uh, etc. But the Lord healed her too. She, I, w I went into the nursing profession after that and I went back to see her. She said, I'm no longer in my wheelchair. She says, I've been round the village and the Lord has healed me. But do you know, I cried a little while ago because somebody very near to me, I, 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 I couldn't get near. And uh, I said, Lord, Lord, I said, give me more of your love. Show me how to get near this person. Show me how. Make the way for me. And do you know, he did. I, I, we embraced and then we kissed. And, and now we're getting closer and closer because I know it's only going to be love that's going to heal this one and restore. Thank you, Henry, for the good old role in Jesus' name. Father, we just praise and thank you for the way you've blessed us again tonight and all our brothers and sisters. We pray, oh God, that you water the seed that has been sown and that it may bring forth fruit for thy honour and thy glory. We thank you for this mighty revival.